Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Restaurant Radio. Today, my special guest is Shelby Freeman. Shelby is a licensed agent and advisor for health and life insurance. Shelby, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Nan. I'm excited to talk about my passion. Yay. Well, so in the restaurant industry in particular, you know, so often people don't provide health insurance because it's expensive. Um, people think it, well, let's just say people think it's expensive and it's a cost they can't incur for their employees. Um, but I think the other piece of it, Shelby, is that it is really sort of a daunting thing to take a look at and try to understand what's out there, what's available to people, what the different choices are. So um, thank you for being here and helping us take a look at a little bit of this and see if we can't break it down and make it a little more uh, user-friendly, if you will. Absolutely. Well, so I guess the first question is, why is health insurance in particular so important to have? Yeah, so the simple answer to that is you don't want an illness or an accident to put you in a situation where your life is going to be financially ruined forever. And I often hear people who say, you know, I don't go to the doctor, so I don't really need health insurance. Um, but to me, you know, you're not really paying that monthly premium just to go to those doctor's visits that would maybe cost you, you know, 100 to $200 out of your pocket. Uh, that really wouldn't make sense to pay those premiums for that. And every single time I would tell you to self-pay instead of having insurance, if that was the case, um, what you're more paying for there is that peace of mind and that financial protection in the event that you do have a serious illness or an accident that is going to be catastrophic. I Yes, I agree. And I can remember, you know, again, when you're young and kind of, let's just say not too smart, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you kind of don't think about thing, those things, but I can remember hearing my mom say exactly that. Like it's not those one or two visits that you get or one or two prescriptions that maybe you need here and there, um, or going to the doctor cause you got the flu it's for those catastrophic things. And, but again, I think it's hard for a young person to go ah, you know, okay. Peace of mind. They kind of, I think you feel invincible. So I, I do think it is, um, it's important for, I think people in the restaurant industry in particular to start looking at how they may be able to supply some of these different insurances for their employees. So let me ask you this before we get kind of going down the insurance and availability route. Is there an age that on average insurance becomes more important? Or let's just say, is there an age when people start to get sick more that insurance should definitely be more of a primary thing that you look at? Well, Nan, in my opinion, there's not necessarily like a set age uh, where you would need to be insured more than another age. Um, unfortunately, in our world, illness shows no age discrimination and accidents can occur to anybody. Um, we hear stories about toddlers that have cancer or teenagers that are in you know tragic accidents where they're put in comas. And you know, unfortunately, we can't predict the future to know what it holds regarding our health situations. Um, now, with that being said, you know, premiums obviously are most of the time going to be based on age. So it is going to be cheaper, uh, you know, to get locked in at a rate when you're, you know, 30 versus when you're 50 or 60. Um, so that's kind of going to be, you know, the the balance there. But I, I don't think there's a set age, you know, where it's more critical. I think that anything can happen to anyone. 
I definitely agree with that. So, all right, let's go down that road of looking at different insurances. So again, we've talked about the sort of that catastrophic thing. And again, my mom used to talk about what we call um, like a major medical plan versus Mm -hmm. um, all the other different plans. You know, I think it's can be overwhelming to try to figure out what sort of a plan you need. And again, as a business owner, what what they could provide like at, at any level for their employees. I know there's still, I guess, is it still called Obamacare? Um, but- uh, so the name changes yearly, <laughs> right? So right. it's uh, it's been the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, the marketplace. Uh, it's it's whatever they're trying to market that year to make it look like something new and exciting. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, tell me a little bit about sort of different insurances that are health plans that are out there, um, like Obama or Major Medical, and how people could try to figure out what's either right for them or right for their employees. Absolutely. So I'm going to touch first on the major medical. Um, when Obamacare did come out, they kind of coined that phrase um, and you know made it where it was a trademark to their plans only. Um, so there are actually not any other plans now that can use the term major medical other than the marketplace. And while they may have very similar coverages, Uh, and allow for catastrophic events and any kind of major medical accident or illness, they can't actually use that phrase. So there are two main types for individual insurance, and that's going to be the public market, which is going to be the Obamacare Marketplace Affordable Care Act. And then there's also going to be a private market. And that's going to be any other plan that you can source on your own that is not going to be based on your income and is not going to be through the government. Now, in regards to the restaurant industry, there are group policies, and there are also going to be two branches of those. Um, the first branch is going to be you know, a, a, just a set group policy, and those are going to be really beneficial for those larger restaurants uh, that have you know, more than about 25 to 50 employees. And then there are also going to be small business plans that are going to be better for those businesses that have less than 25 employees. And those are going to save the employer and the employee in the cost of that premium uh, going that route with those few employees. So I don't think it's a one size fits all type of industry. And I do think it's really beneficial to work with an advisor to ensure you are getting the best plan both for your employees your medical needs, and also your wallet. Okay. So with that being said, let's just say an employer decides that they want to start giving health insurance for their employees. Um, first of all, can they pay if someone doesn't qualify for free um, Obamacare, I can't remember, Affordable Care Act, can the employer pay for that? Or is that is, is that something they can do or or not? Is that off limits? So typically through the Obamacare plans, um, your employer is not necessarily going to pay for those directly through the insurance carrier. Um, now, if the employer wanted to offer like a stipend, um, you know, and say, we'll give every employee, you know, $200 a month to go towards health insurance, the employer or the employee, I'm sorry, could then apply that towards that premium. Um, but typically in that type of situation, you're not going to have the employer paying that. 
Um, whereas in those small business plans or the group plans, the employer could pay, you know, that option and then either deduct from payroll or the employee would pay the full amount and the employer would reimburse them or however they decide to do that. Okay. So, so many questions. Um, <laughs> so let's just say there are some employees Let's just say my restaurant to make it easy. I've got some employees mm-hmm. and they qualify. Some of them qualify for Obamacare and they get it, can get it for free. Um, but I still want to say I provide health and health insurance. Um, I guess I'm just sort of talking this through with you, but other people can't decide they want to use a different plan. I mean, I guess it can kind of be across the board about what they use. And like you're saying, you can say, okay, um, if you, I'll give you $200 towards health insurance. I'm again, I'm just kind of talking this through and a person doesn't need any money for the health insurance. Do you give that to them anyway as just extra funds? Do you, if somebody's like, well, my, you know, husband or wife already gets insurance. I don't need it. Do you still give them the $200? I mean, I guess that's sort of just a, not a moral question, but you know, <laughs> it's really an employer question. Um, yeah. you know, to make it a short and sweet answer there, that would be something they would decide with their employees. Um, so it, it really just depends on what their preference is and how they want to operate that. Um, now if you know the employees are offered that free option, they can opt out of you know employer coverage as well as you know if their spouse offers insurance through their job and they decide to take that they can opt out as well there, um, you know, on the employer plans. Typically, the employers don't pay that stipend if the employee is getting coverage, you know, in a different means. However, if they are paying for to be on their husband's group plan or anything, their spouse's group plan, um, they are, it's possible they would give them that stipend to go towards that. Right. Okay. So. For an employer to give their employees health insurance, um, are there group plans that just provide major medical? Are there group plans that just provide even like, you know, um, like let's just say uh, prescription drugs, maybe um, wellness visits, um, mental health insurance and mental health coverage. Are there plans like that that I mean, I guess I'm just trying to help people understand what is sort of the, not that I want people to do the minimal that they can, but if they're not doing anything, something's better than nothing. It's the step in the right direction. I mean, is what's sort of like the small, the first step off point for people to try to provide insurance? Yeah, absolutely. So I would definitely say that it's going to depend on how many employees they have, as well as kind of the age range and healthiness of their employees. Um, and I'm going to kind of skip to a, a little bit of a different topic here when we roll into this, just because it's going to make more sense. Okay. So on those two branches of plans, um, you know, you kind of have pre-existing conditions that are going to come into play too. So on a lot of those small business plans, those are going to have underwriting requirements um, for the cheapest rates. So that's going to really be the cheapest coverage that you can get is going to be an underwritten plan. 
Now, if you have employees that are going to need a guaranteed insurability plan, which means that all pre-existing conditions, you know, are allowed, there is no, you know, disqualification or denial or premium increase or anything like that um, due to health conditions. Um, those, you know, they're going to be a little more expensive through the, you know, private market of small business plans, but they're still going to be cheaper than those marketplace plans if they're not qualifying for a subsidy to get that discounted rate. Um, so that's really the the cheapest option there is if you can qualify for those and if you go the private market route, um, if you're not qualifying for a subsidy. Now, if you're getting a subsidy to get the Obamacare plans for free or cheap, and that's going to be based on an employee by employee basis, um, just based on their income, their household, uh, and you know how many members are in there and their ages, then you know the the private market's going to be the next next cheapest option if that's not a qualification that they meet. Okay, and so if there's so are you seeing there's only, again, I keep forgetting, there's Obamacare and then there's private industry. You know, some big businesses have these big group plans or because you're part of this, you get really great discounts is, uh, or better pricing. Does that exist? When you're talking about groups of mm-hmm. employees at a business, does that does that apply to restaurants or or smaller businesses? Can they get it? Can they become a part of something bigger to get better rates? Yeah. So let's say, you know, you have a, a chain restaurant. So we'll just use, you know, Olive Garden as an example. Um, say okay. that their corporate office decided that they were going to offer health benefits to every single employee that worked more than, you know, 30 hours a week. Um, they can offer those at a corporate rate. And yes, it would be cheaper. Um, It would be significantly cheaper for the employee. And the reason for that is when you offer a group plan, the employer is responsible for at least 50% in most states. And that is going to be, you know, state by state regulation. Um, But that's the typical amount that they're going to be responsible for that they have to pay. So the employee is getting a cheaper rate than they would if they were just paying for it on their own. But the employer is also having to pay that, uh, you know, extra half. Now, if you've got, you know, a thousand employees, yes, that rate is going to continue to go down the more people you get. But if you're talking about a local restaurant that has 15 employees, that is going to be an astronomically high price for them because they're not getting those discounts for having more employees. Right. That's what I'm thinking. So how does the average mom and pop local one, two, three restaurants, I mean, let's just take one restaurant. A lot of people just have one restaurant and, you know, who knows 20 or less employees. How do they get those really great rates? Is there not any sort of um, group that you can join to, get better ratings, a better rate, whether you pay the 50% or not. I mean, let's just say, yeah, they'll pay the 50%. That's not a problem, but it's just kind of like bulk buying. You want to be a part of that bulk buy that somebody else gets. I mean, how do they, is there, is there an opportunity for that? Right. So that's where those small business plans would come into play. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. and what was, 
I'm sorry, explain that one again, the small business plan. Yeah. So the small business plans are mostly going to be underwritten. There are some that are not underwritten and the underwriting is just the health qualifications. Um, But those are going to be geared towards small businesses and self-employed individuals. So if you have, you know, 1099 contracted employees, or if you have less than around 25 employees, those are going to definitely be the cheapest option for your group. Okay. So it sounds like to me, what you're saying is that really the best thing to do for any particular business, if they're considering providing insurance at whatever level or price to actually talk to someone like you who can, who can advise them. And so, because again, it's, you just, it's hard to know where to go and what's right and what the best options are. I mean, so it sounds like finding somebody like you to guide them is the right way to go. Right. Well, and everyone, each different business is going to have a different situation. So I I do think that that's definitely the case. Um, You know, you're going to get more personal care that way. And you're also going to find something where you're not paying way too much for the same coverage you could be getting for cheaper. Um, So I do think that that is going to be the best way because everyone's going to have a different pain point. Everyone's going to have a different budget for health coverage and everyone's going to have a different situation of how they want to operate health coverage in their small business. Um, You know, as well as differences in age of employees. If you brought me a group of 15 uh, you know, busboys and waiters that are all guys in their late 20s to early 30s, I'm going to be able to get them some really good rates on, you know, some private market plans because they are probably, for the most part, super healthy and not using their health insurance very much unless something crazy happens. Right. But if you bring me a group that are, you know, uh, seven 61 year olds, it's going to be a different situation than what I would give you for those, you know, late twenties to early thirties guys, uh, because they're going to use their health coverage a lot more. So they're going to need something that's going to cover more of that day-to-day stuff instead of just covering a catastrophic event if that happens. So I, I would definitely have different recommendations based on each situation. Gotcha. And is, are there any laws and do you know around like if an employer says they're going to offer health insurance, I know you mentioned like if you're, you know, they're 30 hours a week or more, I mean, are there any laws around like what they, if they're going to offer it, what they have to offer, or is it just basically their call? So that's really going to be on a state to state basis. Um, So I always would recommend looking into the healthcare laws in your state or reaching out to an attorney in regards to those. Um, that's just not my not my specialty to gotcha. you know speak on all fifty states. Uh, <laughs> sure. so I would I would definitely look at your local um, you know laws there so that you're not uh, getting in trouble with that. Gotcha. Well, Shelby, this has been eye opening, and uh, as I kind of already knew, the insurance business is vast and varied and a little bit tricky, and so. Um, I appreciate you being on here today and um, I will share your information with people so that they can reach out and hopefully get some guidance and get some more people getting insurance. Cause I, I do think it is really important these days, especially after this pandemic, obviously, you know, the government stepped in with this sort of thing, but 
you know, just kind of the other thing I think is, is looking at um, our mental health. I mean, I think a lot more people these days are looking at mental health as something that they want to address. Um, you know, all of us have, I guess I want to say all of us have some sort of a mental health. We all got minds. And so, you know, there's stresses and that sort of thing. I don't think we all have to be, you know, quote unquote, diagnosed with something to say that we want to have some relief for our mental health. And so even that I think has become a big deal. So insurance, I think is in my mind, more and more important these days. Absolutely. Yes. And and the mental health aspect of that is super important. There are a lot of teledoctors now that are actually offering therapy and psychiatry um, that way for, you know, the working individuals that can't take off, you know, an hour each week or two hours each week to go and actually physically see a therapist. So they are offering a lot of um, extended hours, teledoctors for that as well. And that's fantastic. Again, because of the pandemic, you know, I mean, we, I think we've realized that we don't always have to be right in front of somebody, especially, you know, something like mental health when, cause you really need to be talking with someone and, and obviously it's good if you can, but it's not like you've got to be seen for, you know, what's wrong with my head or my eye or whatever, you know, that's, you know, you definitely yeah, usually right. have to be, be in front of somebody, but um, I think that's great. And just the, you know, the time of traveling back and forth and gas prices being what they are. I think the telehealth thing for something like that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of my favorite new features that has come from COVID. So that's that's great. I know, and the whole the whole tele thing is pretty neat. I I navigated that a little bit, as you know. I'm technologically uh, challenged, so if I can navigate it, <laughs> other people can. So anyway, well, Shelby, this has been a pleasure, and I hope uh, we can do another recording at some point and. Uh, talk about some more points of pain in the, the healthcare industry. And I'm going to share your information with people so that they can reach out and hopefully we can help find the right plan for people and get more people covered. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and letting me share all this information with you and all your listeners. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I hope you have a great day. Take care. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye.